listen online. You can listen online at thepetro.com. This portion of the program, it's brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Listen, if you're in an accident, and there's a lot of them, maybe by accident, whoop, did I hit one of the bikers? Whoop, whoopsie-do. Looks like I have a little dent. Oh, did I? Did my truck hit one of those people on the dirt bike? Oh, a little bit of a dent. Maybe I need to take it to West Fountain Auto Body. Oh, my goodness. Did I cut off one of those dirt bike riders? Who's that behind me in the dirt rolling around? Oh, my goodness. Did my vehicle strike one of those ATV riders as they were doing a stunt going through the red light? My goodness. I'll have to be more careful. Well, maybe you need to have a scratch. Take it to West Fountain Auto Body, 272 272 3340 West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, Kenny will get your vehicle back on the road. West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Well, folks, again, I want to play some of the sound that... um. Some of the sound that uh, the news stations are running uh, about this. I mean, it, again, I, I'm already getting ATV here we and go. dirt bike riders who are accused of beating up a female still, driver this is yesterday all they morning, have? according to this police report. Victim says she was surrounded by the vehicles at a stoplight. She claims the group opened her door to her car, dragged her out of the car, and beat her up as her young child sat inside the car. We have a crew working this story. We'll have more for you beginning what? on 12 News Now at 4 o'clock. Did they not have anything? They haven't updated the story? What, are you kidding me? They just updated it six hours ago. This is the updated story. Patrick Little reading a headline. <laughs> I mean, I know Channel Six kicked it behind with the. All right, maybe maybe it's into the story a little bit. What? That's the update. Him reading a rip and read, because they had the wrong. Here we go. Let's see. Maybe it's. Come on, Patrick. <laughs> what is going on, guys? Here we go. Continue searching for a group of ATV and dirt bike riders yeah. accused of attacking a woman Tuesday night. And now city councilors, they are pushing public safety officials to address violence in the capital city with a concrete plan. Kayla Fish is here now with more on what is being done. Kayla. Well, we know that the Providence City Council is planning a special session for next week to address the problem and the violence and this morning police are still searching for those responsible for Tuesday night's attack. Police say that a 35 year old woman was beaten up after beeping her horn at a group of ATV and dirt bike riders who hadn't moved through two cycles of traffic lights. According to police there was an eight year old child in the car at the time. Councilman David Salvatore is asking for Mayor Jorge Alorza and public safety officials to come up with a clear plan for how to address the rise in violence. He suggested bringing back community policing, something other council members say they're on board with. This is a black eye for the city, and it's something that we're going to have to wrap our heads around sooner rather than later so that pe people feel comfortable dining in Providence and doing business in Providence as well as living full-time. 
Now, Governor Dan McKee has offered assistance to the city of Providence, but Mayor Jorge Alorza says Jorge there are no plans at this time to have the state police Jorge neighborhood Elonia. response team into the city. The mayor did issue a statement saying that they'll continue to dedicate resources to keeping illegal vehicles off the streets. Live in the newsroom this morning, I'm Kayla Fish, 12 News. All right, not bad, not bad. Let me get to the um, the Channel 10. Um, I want to get to the... Uh, the the Channel 10 thing is just ludicrous. I'm so glad. Let me read what somebody put to me on Twitter. Amazing. The biker's spokesperson said it didn't happen the way she portrayed it. He said she stopped and engaged the rider, and it escalated from there. I don't see where she's engaged with the rider. I see someone beating her senselessly. They're out of control. Wow. Now, notice, what did Channel 12 just report? They're looking for the person biggest scumbag next time ask him where other riders work in day i'm curious maybe pro get yeah they're just gamblers that's what a lot of them do the girlfriend works you know they have the they have some kind i mean i don't even know if they have some kind of a job um i just know we're unleashing a lot uh, someone described to me some of the bikers some of the bikers and i'm not pointing a finger at anyone some of the bikers they get high. Uh, they go to Twin River. They bone up again. They get free drinks playing blackjack or I think poker, but I think mostly blackjack. Take breaks in the game, bone up outside. Uh, use points to then scrounge up a free meal and then just like call it a day. So really with the nose to the grindstone. I, I cannot believe Channel 10 dirt bike riders dispute woman's account of confrontation in Providence. Wrong. What is wrong with Channel 10? Wrong. No. Jeremy Costa, who was not there, who is not an attorney, disputes their account. Now, someone emailed me. Why don't you get him on? It's very simple, folks. Because I have no guarantee of the language he is going to drop. Now, I spoke to him yesterday. I did. He knows this crowd. All right, I'll play. I cannot believe this Channel 10 thing. <laughs> the bikers. Really? Oh, you know where they are? Oh, good, because the police want to know where the hell they are. Amanda Haskins. Jeremy Costa, who wasn't there and is not an attorney, tells us, oh, okay, yeah, there's a reliable source. All right, here we go. When a woman claims she was pulled from her car and beaten by ATD and moped riders. This as police investigate stabbings and over the weekend, an innocent young woman killed in Providence as the night team's Amanda Hoskins reports. Good evening. Last night was the latest violent incident to happen here in Providence. The mayor says there's no simple solution. Pulled out of her car and assaulted. That's what police say a woman claimed happened to her. Tuesday night on Valley Street. She tells police she beat it through to traffic at the Orms and Smith Street intersection, not moving through two red lights. Minutes later, she said they surrounded her, pulling her from the car and brutally beating her. An eight-year-old in the car with her. ATV riders were not riding, you know, recklessly. It was the driver that was riding oh, recklessly. Okay. They put their lives in danger that escalated the situation. Riders who were there did not want to go on camera, but tell Jeremy Kaza the driver went after them after their bike stalled at a red light. Like, you think she deserved that? Well, I don't think that, that nobody deserves to get, 
you know, to, to be in a situation like that. You know, nobody deserves that. But the people that were involved and what's being said that happened it didn't take place. How do you know? In the wake of violence, How do you know? Stabbings in the capital city. I think that an all-hands-on-deck approach. Here's a family, the mayor called a late-night beating lawlessness and tells NBC10 the drive-by killing of 24-year-old Maya Brophy-Behrman, an innocent woman, may have been part of an ongoing issue between rival gangs. Going to, you know, rival territory and, um, and, and, and shooting at who they find is just absolutely senseless. Whatever it is, council members want it to stop and are calling a special meeting to game plan. That behavior is not going to be accepted. Uh, and we're going to ask some, some David tough Salvatore. questions, uh, but more importantly, I think we needed a corrective action plan in place to address these issues. These incidents are still under investigation by Providence Police. As for a meeting, no one has been scheduled right now. Reporting in Providence, Amanda Hoskins, NBC. Let me. Um, I want to go back. Was she? Does anyone deserve that? That's the question. That's the question for him. He wasn't even there. Are you aware of that? Nobody deserves to get. You know, How is that even a. Oh, like oh really? Tuesday night on Valley what? Street. She tells police she beefed at a group of ATV and dirt bike riders after they blocked traffic at the Orms and Smith Street intersection, not moving through two red lights. Minutes later, she said they surrounded her, pulling her from the car and brutally beating her. An eight year old in the car with her. Oh, with a puppy. ATV riders were not riding, you know recklessly it was the driver that was riding recklessly to put their lives in danger that escalated the situation riders who were there did not want to go on didn't want to go on camera so you take his word for it let me ask you a question amanda hoskins of nbc 10 and what is the penalty if he lies to you what is the penalty if he lies to you was he there? No. Is he an attorney? No. Then what are we talking about? The riders are there? He is he's Baghdad Bob. And are you saying yeah, there's a good follow-up. Are you saying she deserved it? How about like what why are they on the road again? See, they were right, she was reckless. Oh my God, this crowd. Here we go. Play it. Hold on, folks. Here we go. Come on, Juan. All right, let me play one more. End, a frightening scene in Providence when a woman claimed she was pulled from her car and beaten by ATV and moped riders. This as police investigate stabbings and over the weekend, an innocent young woman killed in Providence as the night team's Amanda Hoskins reports. Good evening. Last night was the latest violent incident to happen here in Providence. The mayor says there's no simple solution. Pulled out of her car and assaulted. That's what a police say a woman claimed happened to her Tuesday night on Valley Street. She tells police she beefed at the group of ATV and dirt bike riders after they blocked traffic at the Orms and Smith Street intersection, not moving through two red lights. Minutes later, she said they surrounded her, pulling her from the car and brutally beating her. An eight-year-old in the car with her. ATV riders were not riding, you know, recklessly. It was the driver that was riding recklessly that put their lives in danger that escalated the situation. Riders who were there did not want to go on camera, but tell Jeremy Costa the driver went after them what? after their bike stalled at a red light. Like, do you think she deserved that? Well, I don't think that, that nobody deserves to get, you it's know, not to, a question. to be in a situation like that. You know, nobody How many? That. But the people that were involved 
and what's being said that happened didn't take place. It comes in the wake of violent shootings and stabbings in the capital oh, city. Yeah, I think that we needed all hands on deck approach. He's a lawyer. With his family, the mayor calls the late night beating lawlessness and tells NBC10 the drive-by killing of 24-year-old Maya Brophy Behrman, an innocent woman, may have been part of an ongoing issue between rival gangs. Going into you know, rival territory and, um, and, and, and shooting at who they find is just absolutely senseless. Whatever it is, council members Must have been a knucklehead. To stop and are calling a special meeting to game plan. That behavior is not going to be accepted, uh, and we're going to ask some, some tough questions. Uh, but more importantly, I think we needed a corrective action plan in place to address these issues. These incidents are still under investigation by Providence Police. As I, I, I'm just going to, I'm not going to belabor this, folks. I'm just suggesting that I think this whole business of giving someone an opportunity to go on the news and they weren't there and they're not an attorney and the people the police are searching for the assailants and you're there and you're the news um then let them i I don't care i'm monday morning quarterback then let them film a video or let them speak off camera where you don't show their faces but to just allow him and then to put it on the news, that's the part that gets me. I mean, so again, as I said, I did. I had him on Facebook Live yesterday, but even I acknowledge there's a slight difference between one after dark Facebook Live and NBC 10 News at 6 and 11. I'm just suggesting after I had him on, I, I felt like, all right, well, that, you know, I'll, I was like, well, that was a waste. I mean, because he wasn't there, he doesn't make sense. He just, and I know that sounds critical of him, and but this is um, like, wh- what is this? And he just gives this like this nonsensical thing, this nonsensical story of well, she initiated the fight with them. It's 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 like the the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer th- throws the banana peel at the monkey and then says, well, you know. The monkey started it at the at the zoo. I I don't um. Listen, Alorza created this. Uh, Mayor Jorge Alorza, Mayor Alorza, is the one that he decided elected in November of 2014. Mayor Jorge Elogia, it is interesting today that the person that teamed up with him to help him win the primary held his own press briefing today. Brett Smiley, Mr. Smiley, as Governor Mundo used to call him. And he's running for mayor now, and he supposedly announced that he has a plan how to, you know, cut down on some of the violence of the city. I believe that's the plan i think so um so you know and they were the ones that it was brett smiley and mayor jorge Elogia at the time that had jorge Elogia, who had the press conference at prospect park on cogden street and, and said oh no there's no deal between the two of them and smiley who was going to lose pulled out of the primary 
and then endorsed Jorge Elogia, and then that allowed him to basically carry the east side and and beat Buddy Cianci and and win the you know and win the primary but you know that's that's what happened so the fact that now he's going to run and here it is fast forward 7 years later and now all of a sudden he's you know he's uh throwing Alorza under the bus and saying, here's what we need to do. So I want to just find out. I know that um, Smiley had a... I, I can't believe that whole thing of... That they actually put that guy on air. Again, that is... um, Like, really? That's who you put on? You're saying she deserved it. Who, who, who in their right mind is saying... Are you listening to what he's saying? Not, not only is he saying that... It's not that she deserved it. He, he's basically saying they were in the right. Why were they there again? Why were they there? Why were they even on the road with these unregistered vehicles? Somebody answer me that? I want to see. I think who has some sound of... Uh, does anyone have... Here we go. I think we have some sound of um, mayoral candidate Brett Smiley. All right. Well, at least Uprise apparently was there. Let's hear what he says. In the past few weeks, we've seen an uptick in violent crime in our community. This week alone, two women were attacked, one murdered, another brutally assaulted. And during this time, we've heard almost nothing from leaders at the city and state level about what they're going to do to stop it. We need to put politics aside and accept all additional resources that are made available to us here in Providence, including the support of our state police. This is an all-hands-on-deck moment for our city. This isn't a criticism of the Providence Police Department. They are staffed at historically low levels. The state police in particular can and should provide particular assistance in dealing with the ATV problem. This is an issue that crosses city and town lines and requires collaboration, and they are well-suited to help Providence get a handle on this serious problem. And and it's important to note, this isn't just crime in one neighborhood or another. This is happening throughout our community, and it's dangerous. It's also complex. There's not one solution to this problem. It starts with making sure that our police force has the tools, staff, and perhaps most importantly, the support it needs to keep us safe. And if this is about money, we need to make the funding available for extra shifts, overtime, whatever it takes. Require immediate and significant investments and additional opportunities for our young people in the city. Employment, education, and recreation. We need to expand the current summer jobs program immediately. And we need to keep the recreation centers open as late as anyone will use them. It's critical that we maintain the partnerships that we have forged with folks like the Institute for Nonviolence and Family Services. It's not about that. And it's important that we continue to forge relationships between the community and and the police. That means police attending more community meetings, making themselves more available. That's not what it is. Walking the beat when possible, riding their bikes and getting out of cruisers. That's not what it is. So that we can break down barriers 
Not what it is. We need to build on our success in the last decade around community policing. While we also explore creative alternatives like diversionary programs, the city is currently ex exploring a pilot where we send social workers, mental health counselors, addiction professionals, and by investing in diversion services like that, we can free up officers to respond to violence and gun crime. We know that not every 911 call needs an officer with a gun to respond. Our goal is to prevent these crimes before they happen, and that's going to take an all-of-the-above approach to policing and community safety. But right now, at this moment, we need all of our elected leaders to set aside politics, set aside ego and gamesmanship, and work together to restore a sense of safety to our capital city. Thank you. Now, that is... Um Brett Smiley, uh, mayoral candidate. Let me let me just say, folks, and again, good afternoon. We'll reset here. It's 126. It's John DiPietro. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is, but all of this, listen, it, it's it's really, I don't want to say it's simple. It's, it's I don't want to pretend it's simple, but it has to start with, number one, obviously, think of it. Think of what Alorza has done, by the way. Right. Police are at the lowest levels with the Providence Police Department in 50 years. Lowest levels by design. He lowers the police. He um, allows drug dealers, ATVs to run amok in the city. He allows Black Lives Matter in Tifa to riot, threaten people on Federal Hill and basically destroy empty buildings this is all done by design and folks he wants to be governor he wants to be governor Jorge Elijah. um it, it is it is by design he is the problem so now i heard i didn't fully hear it but mayor charlie lombardi and i hinted at this he said it's time to start bringing out the fire hoses and the the in Cranston they make it very clear it's zero tolerance. Alorza allows it to operate that way. Alorza allows it, but you got to back the police. But this is going to he's creating lawlessness and violence. When you look at those videos, they are a feeling that they feel they come across absolutely like they are invulnerable they are flying or they are in no way concerned that somehow law enforcement's going to come upon them anything like that zero no worry they flip off the police they carry weapons they're allowed to go on channel 10 who is still number one and perpetrate their lies they manipulate the media Again, the media backs down. Again, the media takes the BS of, oh, the woman with the puppy and the eight-year-old was beating them, and they ear it. They, unbelievable, blanking, put that on TV. It's laughable. They put that on. They, the writers were laughing to themselves. The reporter got played. Oh, we can't go on camera because the police are looking for us. Jeremy will talk to you. 
And I'm sure, you know, I had heard they were even discussing it. Like, listen, no one's going to believe that, that, you know, this woman who's 20, 35 years old, who's a mother with an eight-year-old and a puppy in the car, that she went, oh, you watch. And the reporter stands there and nods. Oh, that's what happened. So the woman was beating up the 10 bikers. Oh, okay. Well, this will air at 6 and 11 and on our website. And they actually ear it. Believe it. What are you, an idiot? He's lying his behind off. They were laughing. They're actually buying it. They're actually going along with this whole thing. What did she say? She said they're going to ear it tonight as he comes coming over. High fives them. Don't worry. You guys didn't have to go on camera, and they're going to run this. <laughs> I mean, it's comical. Edwin, what's the penalty? I've communicated. He messaged me yesterday. I've communicated with him. What's his penalty? Oops, maybe I lied. And he's not under oath. Do you think those people care about truth or what's the truth? Do you think they have any interest in what the truth is? As they're riding unregistered motorbikes, dirt bikes, and ATVs all over the streets and then terrorizing and then assaulting anyone in their path? But the best thing about it is, hey, they tell the truth. <laughs> the truth. I, I, it is just the fact. But, folks, and it's very simple. Last year, right now it's 131. Last year I spoke with a, a local television person. I said, I don't get it. Every time you guys never do a negative story on the protesters, every time there's a protester, you won't mention the criminal record. You portray them all as inspirational activists, no matter what they do. And the television person said, Juan, it's very simple. They do not want and are afraid that if we run a negative story, that they're going to show up in the parking lot of the television station and start protesting. And folks, it begins and ends there. It's all through intimidation. Here's what we know. A lawyer that can't fix the problem. And there's now going to be a lot of pressure on Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry. So now I've known him a long time. He's always been very cordial to me. I've seen him out socially. I knew him when he was with the state police. Um, I, I Listen, I, I saw him last Friday. at the. Uh, I see him at the briefings. I saw him at the event. He serves, I believe, at the pleasure of the mayor. I'm, I'm hesitant. I don't know. Maybe Alorza will take a shot at him or knock him out. Maybe he won't. But it certainly seems something's going to give. Because now, folks, they're all waiting, right? Like, you can't, with this crowd, you can't suddenly say, all right, everybody, no more crime. No. And the police don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by State Towing Service. Auto sales and repair. Big supporters of law enforcement. 24-hour towing. Call them, 401 331 401-331-0925. For state towing service, auto sales would repair, 3A Valley Street in Providence. It's John DePietro. Hey, I also want to remind you, folks, on this uh, rainy Thursday, you remember, you want to stay healthy. You want to go and visit our friend Marie at It's My Health. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see her. You can find her uh, on Facebook. It's My Health, established in 2000. 
2006, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum. They also have over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas and hemp and CBD products. Now, last week we spoke with Doreen at It's My Health, and she talked about she had a terrible problem working a coals. She couldn't stay on her feet, and she was able to use a uh, CBD product that totally took away the pain. Folks, It's My Health. Marie is the queen of health. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Shop local. The service is great. Just pop in. Marie's very friendly. Say hello to her because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, we have a lot of unique stories on the website. DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Centennial. Check out the website, DEPTRO.com. Comfort food cocktails. By the way, they won several categories with Rhode Island Monthly. Stop in and see them. 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right off of 295, right at the end of Middle Spring Avenue. You're going to have a great time at Centerdale Revival. Shane and his crew, they do a good job. And let me throw in one more. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096. Folks, do you have an appliance that's not working properly. You do call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it's a washer, a dryer, or a dishwasher, stove, refrigerator, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096-401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, folks, right now at um, 136, 136, I want to just check some of the uh, local headlines. Uh, Dr. Ja, COVID Delta variant will spare no one. I, I'm not, listen, everybody knows the risks. How about the fact when Socket Man sues Baldelli Hunt over alleged First Amendment violation? Greg Duhamel criticized Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt for taking what he saw as an undue credit. Let me just read this um, quick story. This is an interesting story. And it's going to... Now, the Providence Journal has it. Let me just... Uh, um, let's see. Hold on, folks. Bear with me. Bear with one. I'll find it right now. Let me, uh, let me find it as far as, uh, this is an interesting, I think he's, I think he has, uh, certainly, um, sent me some messages before. Okay, when Socket Mayor blocked two men on Facebook, now she's being sued. This is interesting. Uh, he criticized the mayor for taking undue credit for a local skate park. So Tom Dubois inquired about construction. Both men found their comments deleted. Then they were banned from Mayor Baldelli's Hunt's Facebook page altogether. Duhamel and Dubois now accusing 
her of violating the First Amendment right, blocking them from commenting on her mayoral Facebook page due to the criticism and views. Just as public officials may not preclude people, she cannot ban users from the Lisa Baldelli Hunt Facebook page because she doesn't like their opinions. Men said they filed a lawsuit with the ACLU. So uh, I think that's very interesting. Now, I, I want to just double check because I think I have... Um, that name looks really familiar to me. Greg Duhamel. I want to just quickly check, folks. I'm aware that I'm live on the radio. Don't worry about it. Juan knows that he's live. Um, I know I've communicating with him. Pretty sure I have. Is that him? All right. Well, maybe we haven't. All right. Well, I will get a hold of him. I will get a hold of him. But... Um, Going again in checking the various headlines. It's it's not your imagination, though. Mayor Lorza is, is tremendously under pressure right now, as he should be. As he should be. On vacation. On vacation with baby Omar. On vacation in New Hampshire. Not even in Rhode Island. Not even in, you know, not Block Island or just go down to the southern part of the state nope has to leave the state and it was too important he is now a victim in case you missed it hey also something um interesting is uh governor mckee wants to extend the education commissioner's contract i think that's very interesting aclu files first amendment lawsuit against Winsocket mayor i think that this so this story the boston globe has it so that's interesting uh, Greg Duhamel, Tom Dubois, blocked from commenting on her Facebook page after they criticized her. Let's see. Baldelli Hunt's office referred questions about the lawsuit to city solicitor John D. Simone, who could not be reached. So I, I don't think she can do that. I'd be a problem for the mayor. Now, see, Facebook has... And I don't know everything about it. I don't know everything about it. But they, if they're not using foul language, if they're not violating Facebook's terms, if they're just disagreeing or posting something as a public official, I don't think she can do that. What I wanted to say was um, about the variant. Folks, and, and, and I know right now, for instance, somebody put on Twitter, so there was some guy dying in the hospital, and people are saying, oh, this should be shared, blah, blah. I, I'm not, listen, if, if that, that um, Phil Valentine, his family said it looks grim. Now it's like, unless there's a miracle, he's not going to make it. Unless, you know what also is interesting, I'm looking right now, on Tuesday, someone asked Governor McKee, hey, how come Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott hasn't been here? And now I'm seeing Tuesday she is going to be there. So she's had a fairly low profile. So I think that's one of those things. He said, uh, yeah, maybe we, yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we will um, have, yeah. And then they just decided we will, in fact, have her. So, um, all right. I want to find, though, let me just find. So now this guy, he's in the hospital. And he, I think... Is dying of COVID. If I understand this, 
Um, and now he has a message for everyone. Same thing, message from this man's family chose not to get vaccinated. I, Folks, there's no, this is like, you know, teaching children. What about like, don't touch the stove? Unvaccinated man from ICU bed. I messed up. All right, let me play a little bit of this. I guess he was, I didn't know he was live on CNN. Not getting the shot. He also blames himself for infecting his children who are experiencing a rattling cough, dizziness, diarrhea, and dehydration. Travis chronicled his battle in a series of Facebook videos. The cough is ungodly. It just is unbearable. It just uh, makes you think you're going to just pass out, lose conscious. You're so dizzy, you know, lightheaded and confused. I'd ask for prayers, but I'm kind of weird. I believe that Pat's already set. Came back out to the hospital. And Travis Campbell. Admitted me. It's He's real. obese. He's overweight. It's kind of confusing. Like you just you're in a fog. I have a little bit of energy. I'm breathing. He's very overweight. It's gotten tougher. So make sure. COVID patient regrets not getting the vaccine. You're going to go at it. And not get a vaccination. You chose not to. You decided not to. Right? Make sure you got no, you said your body. No one's going to force you to do it. In your affairs. That's what you did. You decided. I have blood clots and a. You needed to lose 60 pounds. Crystal particles that have grown. All right, I want to let me just pause this just for a moment, folks. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm sure I won't play, but at 144, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.95. But I want to just interject one thing. He said, I would ask for prayers, but I think I'm already the path is set. Now, see, I want to be, I don't want to go off too much about this, but man has free will. Man has free will. So is this man saying, God decided he didn't want him to get the vaccine and now he's dying. No, wrong. You decided. Don't stop blaming God now. I had this discussion. Well, not a, I don't like going back and forth with people on social media. But I actually had someone, when Prince died, said it was God's will. <laughs> it was God's will that Prince OD'd on fentanyl. Wrong. Wrong. Like, we're all puppets, no matter what you do. You know, I had a, a teacher at Hendrick and Brother Muller. You say, you used to drive him nuts that a drunk driver 
a drunk driver would hit, killed a five-year-old, and people would say, well, God's will. What? Wrong. No. God's will. You think God wanted that and made that happen? Wrong. That guy decided to drink and get behind the wheel and then hit the person that he hit and killed. You can't fall into this now. That that um, talk host, Phil Valentine. Phil Valentine. What do you think? It's God's will that right now his family's saying it's grim. You'd need a miracle to survive. He decided not to get the vaccine. He did. What what are you taught at a very young age? Don't play with matches. Don't touch the stove. This guy is the guy that that they I'm playing the sound of. At least 60 pounds overweight, maybe more. He decided not to get it. He could have gotten it. I messed up. I should have gotten it. You could have gotten the vaccine. I what what part are we missing? I'm a well, I don't want to go on and on with analogies. I'm just saying, folks, it, this, it, right now, I have no, I'm not telling anyone to get it. It's your choice. We're all given the same information. It's 147. It's Thursday afternoon. It's August 5th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You decide as an adult whether or not you want to get the vaccine. You decide. Don't start saying it's God's will. Oh, yeah. God doesn't want you to get the vaccine. What else is, does God want you to do? What, smoke? Drink? It's God's will. I have a drug problem. No, wrong. Wrong go. God, this guy. Unvaccinated man shows grim decline. Travis Campbell regrets not getting the vaccine. Folks, this is the new... You know, the guy, the drunk driver that regrets drinking, the drug addict who regrets. I mean, it just goes on and on. But there is a portion of the population that won't get it. Let me just play a little more of this guy. Now he's got the ventilator. Last night I came to the realization, the chance of me not being able to walk my daughter down the aisle. I had to make a phone call to my 14-year-old son. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing any more of this foolishness. Listen, you're an adult. You are 60 pounds overweight. You, deci- you decided not to get the vaccine. There's plenty of information out there. Folks, and also let me say this. Some of the people that are choosing not to. You watch Little House on the Prairie, which is still in reruns and shown sometimes. You know, watch the episode where one of the kids is sick and Charles has to, you know, try to ride into town and find the doctor. If you if you look at that and say, boy, that was the time to live. Instead, now you have all these doctors and drugstores. Do you have any idea? Do you realize the number one commodity 
that people want in Cuba is diarrhea medicine. The num that when they did a documentary, number one thing they wanted. You know why? Because the water's bad, and it's it's one thing that not only do they have diarrhea, but the children, young children, babies, old people. You know, they don't have, you can't go to a drugstore in Cuba and buy a modium. That's like, that. that's the biggest thing they want. Phil Valentine. Let me play. He's pretty creative. Here's a song that he did for his radio show. Ready? Here's the line. I'm the Vax Man. Not great, but not bad. You don't like me coming around. Be thankful I don't hold you down because I'm the Vax Man. If you don't, um, if you try to cry, block your tweet. I'll block your street. I'll take your rights. <laughs> All right, I can't. He decided. He decided. Phil Valentine decided. Family says Phil Valentine, grave condition. Will take a miracle for him to survive. On a ventilator now with COVID-19. 62 years old. He's dealing with, he got COVID as a result of that. Then he got pneumonia, secondary infection, irregular heart rate, kidney failure, failure, and uncontrolled blood pressure. The family has now removed all health updates from public view. So he initially got it. He remains hospitalized. They were trying to transfer him, and now he's too weak to travel. The family's calling everyone to please get vaccinated. I, I thought you did a song about called Vaxman. He was diagnosed on July 9th. He's a big talk host out of um, Nashville. Progressively gotten worse. Had to be hospitalized over the weekend. They confirmed his stay. Many listeners noted his absent. Current condition was publicly available. They were trying to transfer him, and now they can't. Now he's, he's gravely ill. He remains on life support. He's apparently in need of ECMO. They don't have it at the Williamson Medical Center in Nashville. He needs to go somewhere where they have this ECMO, but he's not stable enough to transport. Because of the COVID, he now has pneumonia, secondary infection, irregular heart rate, kidney failure, uncontrolled blood pressure. Phil Valentine. Grave condition, miracle for him to survive. He's on a ventilator. Folks, again, I take no pleasure in saying that, but it's just how much are we going to have to, you know, listen to people that said 
I didn't realize that you shouldn't put your hand in the fire. Um, daily vaccinations hit highest level in a month, White House says, with states where COVID is surging leading the way. 15% of the population nationwide will not get the vaccine. This is the pandemic amongst the unvaccinated, period. Nothing more than that. Also, foreigners now must get the jab. Pentagon requirement for active duty. New York City health pass. The mayor compares mandate to slavery. <laughs> Workers brace for renewed rebellion. Back to 100,000 cases in a day. Fauci, more, more worse than Delta coming. Republican official who mocked dies of virus. Poll, 29% have lost someone to COVID. Florida hospitals fighting for oxygen. Folks, everyone, everyone is given the same amount of information. It's what you want to do with it. It's what you want to do with it. This this business, and I, I believe, I saw that Governor McKee again, they're going to be going door to door. I see so many people on Facebook. There were Trump supporters. I'm not getting fine. But again, but Boston Mayor Kim Jarney compares vaccine passports to slave papers and birtherism. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. Boston Mayor wants to encourage people to get vaccinated, but compares the idea of requiring it to slavery. Hmm. That's an interesting comparison. Now, folks, I also want to um remind people. A third of hospital workers are not vaccinated. And a huge number of first responders are not vaccinated. So that's how that's playing out. Now, right now, it's 155. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and and maybe you've been contemplating central air for your home. Does that sound like you? Well... Why not call J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, they are licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Maybe you're listing in Franklin or Bellingham or Rentham or Attleboro. Call J.K.L. or Worcester. Douglas, 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. J-K-L, 401-351-7600. Some of the email visits at the website. Thank you, Freddie. Keep it up, Juan. Keep telling it how it is. You're the only one who speaks the truth, folks. Isn't that it? I hear that all the time. You know what, again, is so pathetic is Channel 10 said, we, so we need to get, someone on to represent the illegal we need to get someone on the news the illegal bike riders dirt bikes motorbikes atvs so let's make sure um that we let's make sure we get their side out all right, let's get one of the riders. Well, they don't want to come on camera because they're being sought by the police. So instead, let's get someone who wasn't there, who's not an attorney, 
and has a history and pattern of not telling the truth. And let's put him on the news. And they actually ran it. You know, let's get the other side. Maybe that woman who was beaten by the 10 of them with her eight-year-old and puppy in the car are lying. So let's get on someone for the riders who are sought by police. By the way, this guy will be subpoenaed since he's speaking with the assailants. Unbelievable. ATV riders were not riding, you know, recklessly. It was the driver that was riding recklessly that put their lives in danger that escalated the situation. Riders who were there did not want to go on camera, but tell Jeremy Costa, Costa the driver. How do you know that? After their bike How do you know they said that to him? How do you know that? How do you know those are even the riders? The blank is going on around here. I had him on yesterday afternoon on Facebook. I, I couldn't even listen to it anymore. It's nonsensical. He starts talking about George Floyd. He's not a lawyer. With her. ATV riders were not riding, you know, recklessly. It was the driver that was riding recklessly that what? put their lives in danger that escalated the situation. They riders were who were beating there her to death. On camera, but tell Jeremy Costa, How the do you know that? After their bike stalled at a red light. You know that, oh, their bike stalled at a red light, and they certainly couldn't move it off to the side, right? You can't do that. I don't get these people. I saw someone on the highway the other day, uh, high-speed breakdown lane shoulder, just sitting there, no flashes on. Had to be an illegal. Feel free to put on the blanking flashes, for crying out loud. Folks, it's 159. Again, if you'd like to reach me, please go to the website. We will be doing Facebook later on. And then I'm going to start to post more of them on the website to Petro.com. Coming up will be the 2 o'clock news. And then you will hear the John Dion program. I want you to try to stay dry on this Thursday. Thank you for listening. Visit the website. Support the show. And Alorza's got to go. Mayor Jorge Elijah must be removed. Enjoy your WNRI one socket. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The Biden administration taking the first steps toward requiring nearly all international visitors to the U.S. to be vaccinated for the coronavirus. And the requirement would